everybody. It's uh, Kyle from the Street Hockey Life podcast. Uh, we finally got another episode. We got a special one tonight. We've got a, a wonderful group of guys that are coming together to talk a little bit about the tournament that's coming uh, this coming weekend. It's the um, U.S. Outdoor Ball Hockey Championship presented by Bauer, uh, which is actually run by our friends at New England Ball Hockey. And it's actually hosted in Fitchburg by Fitchburg Street Hockey. So um, it's a it's a very exciting weekend. Probably one of the you know bigger championships in the states that's coming up. And uh, like I said, we got a bunch of guys from the C and Novice Division uh, that are going to be sort of sharing their story a little bit, getting ready for this tournament. And a uh, little shout out to Deck Hockey Focus. They have a podcast coming up about that features the A Division and and the tournament director Scott Duggan. So Feel free to check that out as well. Um, but we're going to start off with uh, we'll go around we'll go around the table. We've got representation from the Bay State Warriors today, the the Biscuits, the the Boston Massacre Massacre, excuse me, um, the Whalers out of Athol, and then I actually don't know much about the Pylons, but we we have them as well. So and uh, it'll be a great group. But uh, to start off, Dan, how's it going? Uh, it's going well, you know, I'm, I'm glad we could get you guys all together, you know, and this is uh, particularly exciting because we have a, a ragtag group that we were able to wrangle together to actually, you know, put into this tournament. So um, it's this is really a, a learning session for myself and Kyle as well from tournament perspective, teams perspectives, things like that. So anything we can glean from you guys and for our audience, you know, is, is helpful. So, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. It's a uh... Hopefully we start construction on that rink that's behind you. So uh, on yeah, Monday, we'll see. Um, all right, Zach, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad, you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. So tell us a little bit about the storylines coming into this coming weekend and uh, how you're feeling. I feel pretty good. Always a little bit nervous before uh, going into tournament weekend, just because I know it's going to be a kind of hectic couple couple days. Uh, with your best friends yelling at you and then apologizing 40 times and then yelling at you again. But, um, no, I'm excited. Um, the novice division looks awesome. There's 12 good teams in it, um, really equal down down the line there. Um, also a really big um, group, of, group of teams. And the C is actually really interesting because I think we have um, five different states um, in, in a six-team division, so that's actually really cool about that, too. Um, I said storylines. We actually have – I believe we have – I was talking to uh, Scott earlier today. I believe we have six different um, former champions of the division in the tournament of the novice, and we have all – we have two in each di division to start um, preliminary, so that's going to be actually really interesting to watch. Because a lot of good games, a lot of equal play. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about the format of this tournament, how the round robin goes, and then the playoffs a little bit for, for, for these two divisions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we actually have a few new things going on for this tournament that we're really excited about. Um, one of which is a new um, scoring system for how to um, – you still there? There we go. Sorry oh, yeah. about that. Okay. Uh, we have a new scoring system as far as how to separate uh, rankings for going into playoffs, which is really cool. Um, that is based off of our new format where there's no ties. So we're going in the C and the novice division. 
If you're tied after regulation, they go straight to a shootout. I believe, A, there is a small overtime and then a shootout. But our new scoring system is three points for a regulation win, um, two points for a shootout win, one point for a shootout loss, and um, zero points for a regulation loss. And that's, again, a new system that we're using. Um, really excited about it. I think it just adds a little bit of uh, spice to the tournament. So. Uh, now, does plus-minus goals count as well towards points? Or Yes, the, those kind of things go towards um, uh, tie breaks. So if there's a whole list and um, and also we're, there's a whole list of tiebreakers after those that point system. So say like my team ends up with 10 points and your team ends up with 10 points. It would go to that list. Um, you can find that list on the New England Ball Hockey website. Um, also, we are playing under ball hockey rules with a few adjustments. All the adjustments can also be found on the website. So if anybody has any thoughts about that or questions about that, definitely visit there to get your information. Would you, would you say that with this tournament, with the rules, more falling under USA ball hockey rules as well as similar to the club championship or even the North American, would you say it's similar to those guys in, the, in those tournaments? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think we – I mean, every, every group has um, – kind of like the handbook rules following the ball hockey rules we just adjust it to the certain rank and the certain way we kind of do it obviously we kind of want to eliminate stick play um let the body work go a little bit more I mean obviously we're on feet so you don't want to ever like go after someone body wise but definitely want to let people play a physical style of hockey without getting choppy and um yeah, most of the tournaments have a similar set of rules. So we definitely are similar to um, the North Americans or something along those lines. But yeah, it's again, it's going to be a lot of fun to see the teams. And after a long break with Corona and everything like that, it's going to be fun to get back to our normal numbers. So it's going to be good. Yeah, so in uh, that also my last overview of the tournament is, is usually how many teams does this, does this tournament draw and how long is this tournament going on for? So we've been going on um, – uh, I, I actually joined only a couple of years ago. I know they're right around 10 or so years, so 10-ish years. Um, with when the world is normal um, for this tournament, um, we're, we're right around our average. Um, but this tournament coming up, we have um, 10 teams in the A, six teams in the C, and 12 teams in the novice, which I believe brings us to 28 teams. So it's a really, really big field. And again, I think we do a really good job of making sure the divisions are tight and there are competitive games everywhere. And that, I think that kind of goes with our reputation. That, that's awesome. So sort of, sort of switching gears, you represent the Biscuits. What are you looking forward to your team? I, I know you're in C division this year. How are you feeling? How's the team feeling? Um, <laughs> so the biscuits, the biscuits are, I mean, by the name, you can kind of tell we're an interesting cat of ca or cast of characters. Um, I think it was a long time coming. I think, um, we had a really good run in novice and this is a good opportunity because the A tournament kind of takes away from our C division. So it's a good C division to enter, um, for a team moving up. 
as far as our roster and our talent is concerned, I think, um, and it's always a question mark with the Biscuits, I think if they take themselves seriously and they come to play hockey, I think they could win the division. I, I truthfully think that. Um, I also think they could come and have their heads somewhere else and they could lose all their games. And I think that's something that the Biscuits are kind of known for. But I think also it doesn't matter. They're such a good group of guys and it's such a fun time to play with them that it, I think I've, I've played on or I've ran that team so many tournaments where we won every game. And I've also ran that tournaments with when we've lost every game. And it's always just a fun time with those guys. That's awesome. That's awesome. Great to hear. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys, you guys play and uh, meeting you in person where in COVID times, you don't, you don't get to see people that you talk to. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. And um, one, one question I would have is what is kind of the measuring stick for a team to go up to from novice to see, is it you have to win the novice multiple times? So that's kind of definitely that a, the history. So it's definitely a good place to start. Um, the, with the Biscuits, um, usually in June, there's a C division and a novice division. And I have, or our organization has two teams in. But with this tournament, the C, the A kind of takes away from the C division. So we only put in one team normally. But our Biscuits team is a top-notch novice division team. And we've won numerous tournaments. I think when you win multiple times, it shows that you're kind of ready for the next step. And it's good that you have, when you have a team that's looking for the next step. Um, also, to just be totally honest, we also picked up a couple of ringers that we're hoping that will make the difference. We have a couple, we probably have four or five guys that aren't on the team normally that are from higher divisions that we're hoping that make the difference and kind of give us the edge. So it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of, you know, growing your team and, winning together, losing tight games, winning tight games, and then also having some friends in your back pocket that can help you out in times of need. So. For sure. For sure. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to move on to uh, Chris, Chris Castro of the, of the Pylons. Chris, how you doing? All living the dream, especially right now. <laughs> awesome. So <laughs> I want to make sure you guys are also in the C division as well, correct? That is correct. Yeah, actually, you just spoke with our, our rivals, the biscuits. The biscuits. <laughs> so, how long has this rivalry been going on? Uh, we've been playing Zach, Zach's team in novice for I don't know, probably four or five years, right, Zach? I would say probably even longer. Yeah, I mean, we uh we go back and forth. I mean, honestly, they uh they usually come in the one seed uh Sunday morning. You got to catch them early. That's the only way you beat them. Definitely true. N nice and hungover. <laughs> gotcha. That's how you're yeah, right. Um, so tell us a little bit about the pylons. As as you know, I don't I don't know much about you guys, so I'm looking forward to hearing where are you guys from and sort of what are you looking forward to with, with this upcoming championship? So we're based out of Rhode Island. Um, I mean, we all started playing generally when we were 17, 18 years old. We started late. We don't have much of a youth program around here. Um you know, our best league is actually Thursday nights, believe it or not, uh, down in Cranston. Uh, our teams are pretty much, you know, we combine for A as uh, as the rage. And then okay. sometimes, you know, our in a true C, we put our pylons team in. And uh, that's what we kind of roll with. But, um, you know, we recently picked up this kid uh, in net, Ryan Clifford. And, I mean, he's he's an absolute stud. He's, he's 
actually on the radar of the Americans right now. Um, they've been checking him out, and he's an absolute stud in net. Uh, the long-weighted return of, you know, Kyle Snow. He's coming back. Uh, you know, he had a leg injury the last, like, year, so he's been out. And then, um, you know, we're we're just kind of looking to compete this, uh, this upcoming weekend. We've got a decent team, you know. We're only as good as, uh, as we play, so we'll see how these guys do. Excellent. And when it, when it comes to you with the, with the pylons, I, I mean, I, I have actually seen some of the Rage play down in the North Americans uh, live stream, not live in person. Um, but what do you feel is, is the strength of, of the pylons? Uh, honestly, defense. Defense first. We, we got a good goaltender, so he's got our back. But, you know, we, we're not going to win games, you know, 6-7-0. We're going to win games, you know, 2-1, 3-1. Like, we're going to keep them close, but you know, we, we don't got guys that are going to, you know, put the ball in the back of the net like crazy amount of time. We're, we, we start with defense. I want my centers getting back, you know, playing solid D. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Our best, honestly, our best defenseman is probably uh kid that was playing forward for years, Jake Ferreira. We moved him back to D, and, you know, I think he's one of the, especially in this tournament, he's probably an elite defenseman in the, in the C division for sure. And, you know, we got one of the best two-way centers in, in our buddy Henry, uh, Henry Gardner. He, uh, he was kind of a surprise guy on the stat sheet in uh, NBHL this year, actually, believe it or not. Um, he's not known for finding the back of the net, but he's probably one of the best two-way centers in the game. So That's definitely awesome. look for him this weekend. Awesome. What it, you know, you had mentioned you guys started playing around 17, 18 years old. Did you, did you play any ice hockey growing up, or was this sort of your first introduction into the game? So most of us actually never played ice hockey. I played ice hockey. I played goalie in high school. So, I mean, kind of – kind of went the opposite around. Now I play a little bit of defense. When I started, I played forward. So uh, I've done it all, but uh, most of these guys honestly picked up a stick. And, uh, you know, we have a couple guys that are, that are brutes, like Rob Gruber. He's a, he's a meat stick. He's a lacrosse player, but he's probably one of the most physical guys uh, I've ever seen play. Awesome. Interesting. So what, what sort of drew you to the game at 17, 18 years old, where you're like, uh, this is, this is, I'm going to do this for a long time. Uh, you know, believe it or not, my buddy, uh, my buddy Louie started uh, playing down at Teamworks. That was a rink that we had in Rhode Island, ended up closing. But uh, he, he messaged me one day. He needed a guy to play, you know, like, I mean, I was young at the time. I was 17 years old. Now I'm, uh, now I'm almost 28. But he needed a young guy to come and run for him. And I was like, all right, let's go full send. It can't be, uh, can't be that hard to play that hockey and boy. Was I wrong? True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one. Of, that's one of the things where, uh, you know, playing ice all your life, you get on the, you get on a deck rank, and you're like, uh, I've told the story many times before, even with Anthony San Rocco, and I was telling him, I'm like, the ball comes up the boards and it's spinning off the boards, and you don't even know how to collect it. So, um, it's it's awesome that you guys. I, I actually have followed a little bit of that Cranston, Rhode Island league a little bit on Facebook, so uh, I am familiar with that, but. Uh, uh, thanks so much for doing this today. And, uh, you know, any, any last thoughts that you have about next, this coming weekend where, you know, what will it take to win is, is, is the question. It's going to take uh, one guy staying sober on Saturday. That's, that's always a good start. And, uh, and honestly, just, um, just, a, just about, you know, getting the, getting the bounces, honestly, that's, we, we struggle scoring goals. We don't have any dominant goal scorers. I mean, one of our best goal scorers is even playing this weekend. So, it's going to be tough without them, but, I mean, we, we got a good core of guys just kind of looking to, to make it deep in a Sunday. Give, a, give us a run, you know? Awesome.
Awesome. Well, good luck. I, I, look I, I tried to... playing the, the play in the youth. There's, there's part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are young and fast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. If you can run, uh, it's, it's definitely an advantage for sure. So, but I, uh, we, you know, definitely good luck this coming weekend and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have more input from you as we, as we go through this tonight. Um, let's go, we'll go to Nick, the Athol Whalers and, uh, Nick, how you doing, man? Doing good. How about you? Doing very well. Thanks. Um, so Zach filled me in that you guys won the tournament that New England ball hockey put on the spring. Is that, is that right? Am I, am I remember correctly? That is correct. Yes. What, what tournament is that? I forget. Sorry. The New England ball hockey classic. That's the classic. All right. So how do you guys feel coming in as a, as a previous champ coming into this tournament now? Um, we feel like we still have a lot more to, we, we, we feel like we need to have more respect, honestly. Um, more or less, we are, I've, this, this team is basically built off of my own cadet team that I've grown them since a lot of them were 10, 10, nine, eight years old when they were in Beavers. Um, so they're starting to finally grow into their own kind of mentality. Um, but again, the last time we had some fortunate bounces where a team decided to drop out because of the heat at one point. So we kind of got a little free ride to the finals. Um, <laughs> in the finals, the goalie started to get heat exha exhaustion. So he basically couldn't see the ball anymore at that point. So we had a lot of good bounces go our way. Um, so we feel like, yeah, that one was kind of handed to us a little bit. So we have a lot more to prove. And honestly, we have kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old that really want to make a name for themselves. And they feel like they didn't, they didn't put enough out there for that last tournament. So they want to end up making their own name now. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I heard this the other day. In order to win a championship, you need some luck, too. So, uh, you know, no. either way, nothing to take. You Absolutely. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned this. They're 16, 17-year-old. You've been working with them for a very long time. How does it feel to have to see their progression at this point where you're now getting to play with them? What's that, what's that like? <laughs> It's amazing because at this point with ACL surgeries and all this running stuff, you can just chip a ball into the board and let these 16-year-old kids run for you, and then you pick up all the rest of the passes. Um, it's, it's really nice to see. Um, these are the kids that when we were playing in the A division and that they were watching our live streams, they were looking up to us. Um, so any kind of advice that you can give them from anything, from any kind of any kind of struggle that we've had honestly we can tell them say we've been through that follow them through it which luckily starting from our net we have and uh, now he's 18 years old following up probably around the mid 30 year old guy so we have a strong youth coming through the core and as we're starting to fade out they can actually start taking over so it's nice to see yeah. what, with that said what i mean your long-term plans what, do, what are you thinking you know maybe putting them up coaching what what do you think um yeah, we're at, I'm at the point where I need to start thinking long-term for myself anyways. Um, I'm hoping to start coaching them. Um, a lot of these guys want me to continue it after once I'm done. So we're looking to try to win at least one more tournament to go up to the next level for them before we older guys start fading away. Gotcha. So, And, and speaking of, you know, winning championships, you know, what, what do you feel are the strengths of your team heading into this coming weekend? Um, we are solid basically down the middle and defensively. Um, wingers, obviously, that's where our younger guys kind of fall in. Um, 
we're very strong down the middle. We're always defensively liable first, um, especially like, again, our championship game, we won in overtime. Um, our first time when we started with all these young kids, we played the biscuits actually, and we were the last seed and we ended up making it all the way to Sunday and we lost in overtime to them. Um, we just recently played in the nationals and we lost three to two. So kind of learning on those small mistakes is going to go a long way here. Awesome. Yeah. So Zach's team beat you there. Okay. All right. I got to, yeah. I'm trying to make mental notes of, of who's beating who here. Um, and, We've all uh, beaten each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've all played. Everybody here has played each other so many times. We've all played. Yeah. We've all lost a lot. We've lost embarrassing games to each other. We've we've won like embarrassing to the other team. We've we've won and lost tight games. It's just a family everywhere, even when it's guys from far away. Awesome. Absolutely, it's great to hear. Well, we've like I said, Dan, as Danny mentioned, we're hoping to uh, you know learn a lot when we get to play you guys. Uh, um, it, it will be exciting for us more than anything. I, I don't know what we'll be like, that's for sure, but we'll see. Um, so what? What challenges do you think the Whalers are going to face with with twelve with eleven other teams in that division? Um, I think, like, still, we kind of we're kind of more reliable on the older guys to carry the weight. Um, it's kind of at the point where we need to start having the young guys kind of show up for us, um, and not just to let basically the Athol name of Gerald Richardson, Cam Mollett myself, Kyle Clegg, Kyle Smith, to carry a team. Um, we need some of the younger kids to step up for certain weekends. Um, like this young coming up kid, his name is Matty Wilhite, who's only scored a goal in that last whole tournament. And he's can actually be a superstar if he really needed to. And yet take that next step to go to be an A-level player. Um, just those type of things. And Evan DeBrule, which is our goaltender, um, just for him to step up and just take control of the net. It's those kind of small things that we need that we need the younger kids to start doing. And if we get that, then I think we can make that next step into the C division. Excellent. Long term, is that the goal to get to C division for you guys right now? I, I think with this young group, the goal is to actually make it to the open division. Um, for my whole life, um, the guys before me, his name was Jeff and Jim Billingham. The, they coached us. Um, we were a B division team for our, our whole lives. And then through once we got to men, we made it to A. And we stood there for about two or three years, and we kind of dropped back off. So I'd like to have a consistent and NFL to make it an A division team because we've been in the B C division. I'd like to make some kind of relevance in the A division. Excellent. Yeah, that that's a that's sort of a question that I you know would leave for the for all of you guys is what does it take to be in the A division? Um, yeah, that's sort of a question that will be open up as we come. So that's a mental note, Dan. If you're if that's I think that's the ultimate question is that we. We are interested to see how, you know, like like a team like the Gods, how do they stay, the Americans, how do they stay so consistent year after year, you know? So, right. Um, good stuff. Um, any last thoughts that you have or that you want to share uh, about what you're looking forward to the most? Um, mostly that this is the kind of tournament that the guys around here love, love honestly. Um, every year they ask us to make sure that we come into these two Fitchburg tournaments to run even if win or lose, just because it's well put together. Um, and this is probably, I would say, this is probably top-notch with Philadelphia for novice level anyways. Um, C division, I have a couple guys that have come up to play. They're going to come back down and play novice with us. Um, but it's that kind of 
mentality and that kind of competitiveness, which makes this tournament a lot different than Philadelphia than any other way, any place else. So this is a really talented group of novice players here, even though it is novice. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 I I would share this with you guys again. If you if you watch the previous podcast with Anthony, my comment is to you guys, to everybody, is that I have the utmost respect because the first ball hockey tournament I ever played in was down in Philly, and I got my butt kicked in in many different ways. And um, <laughs> like I said, I grew up playing ice hockey, and there's always that defense mechanism for the ice hockey player. Oh, let me just get my skates on, and I'll show you how good you are. That's not even remotely true when you play ball and deck. It's uh, you have to have very you know humility and realize that you're learning the game from a whole new perspective. It, it, even like you know, Danny and I grew up playing on our driveway in our parents' and grandparents' house, and it's just it's a different game. So um, you got to have the respect of it. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, so so thank you and, and good luck coming up. Uh, uh, we're gonna go to the Boston Massacre, Dave. Um, I've had a chance to text Dave. I, I saw Dave's team down at the North Americans and I, you know, he texted me last night. He goes, yeah, we got the bags, we got sweatshirts, but Dave, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'll pop, pop out the headphones. Is that better? Yeah, there you go. How you doing? Yeah. Man? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How are you guys? Doing well. Thanks. Doing well. Good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to this one. Uh, we kind of showed up in Philly, didn't do as well as we thought we should have. Uh, we wound up, I think, playing the two seed and lost in a nothing nothing shootout. Wow. Yeah, those are always a yeah, those are always a heartbreaker. We upset Night's Watch as a plan and wound up losing that. But um, yeah, I like what we have going on so far going into this tournament. Uh, as Zach said, you know, there's a bunch of teams who have won it. We actually won with most of our core coming back. We won back in 2018. So we faced uh, the Drake team 2018, and they, I believe, are also returning. So really looking forward to kind of getting back and seeing how we can compete. Awesome. How, um, what are you most looking forward to next, this coming weekend, where um, how do you feel the team is, are they ready, prepared, ready to go? You tell us. Uh we have a mix of a younger core and an older core. A lot of our older core, as Ike mentioned uh, before we started recording, uh, that we're playing up in Saugus now. Uh, a lot of us are kind of getting ready, getting our legs under. We have a few guys playing on the over 50 Masters teams. So they've been playing in tournaments all over the country. Our younger core has been playing maybe once a week for the last few months. It's been tough down in the South Shore. There's no rinks, no hockey. So they, they might take a few games to get their legs back under them, but I, we pride our team on our hockey IQ and being able to move the ball. So kind of let the ball do the work and not so much the legs. Absolutely. Um, so you got so you got a mixed bag of, of players then coming. Uh, you must have a lot of experience then overall. Yeah, we have our oldest player is 55 and our youngest is 17. So that's a, um, that's a range. Re real wide mix. Uh, a lot of the older Masker guys, uh, to give a brief little history, I think the Masker started in 2004. And at one point, when there was a radius rule, I believe the Masker were ranked four in the country. Uh, they were beating on the gods. And when the gods were younger, they were playing against fusion and graphics. And they were uh, top-notch guys that are now kind of aging out, but they still, you know, live for the game. And now, you know, as long as the kids don't have baseball or hockey, you know, they're, they're playing with us. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, so you had, you had mentioned uh, that you have – you guys are a mixed bag of guys. You have some guys from uh, Brockton – even down as down in Fall River, the Swansea, some of those guys. 
Um, so do you guys have any like practices or are you guys just playing in your, in your house leagues or wherever? It's basically house leagues. Um, the way we kind of started was there was a ring kind of in between all of us in Lake fellows closet four and four, you know, no room, basically no icing. And, uh, that's kind of how we started meshing. And yeah. once we started that ring closed, uh, we went down to Swansea and joined, basically put our young guys together because different nights we had my young team and the old guys and just mixed everything together and kind of just clicked and, the old guys kind of realized they needed the legs. And so we started going five on five down there and kind of everyone realized, well, we need the old guys because they have the hockey IQ and they can bring us somewhere and they can still all play. Yeah. And, you know, the lower level with some of our younger guys weren't tournament ready or tournament experienced like, you know, some of my guys such as me. Uh, it was good to start at that novice level. So it's really good to have this mixed bag and having everyone kind of take a step forward together. Awesome. And when it comes to, when it comes to the massacre, what do you think of the strength, you know, of your team coming into this? Uh, definitely defense. Uh, playing in house leagues, I mean, we prided on like 10 game season. We allow less than 10 goals in the season. So we build from the net out. It's, we have set defensive plays. We have set face-off plays. It's kind of rare to see in a novice team, but we, like I said, all those old guys have played in the A, so they bring it right back down. We're like, no, we're playing this system. This is what you do. If you don't have a play, we're doing this. So <laughs> you, you, you'll see some things that you don't really usually see in the novice and you kind of give it a wink and a nod and kind of understand. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. I mean, uh, we, we've had this conversation a little bit about systems and um, I hate to say this, but some of our guys, you know, I've never played floating blue. So it's going to be a interesting, you know, transition for them to do that. I, I absolutely love floating blue. I, I, it's an enjoyment to me. Um, but with that, with that said, uh, what are you looking forward the most, you know, for this tournament? Um, I think it's, I want to see how our goaltending does. Uh, I have a young kid, Robbie Mangini coming down from the sea with me. Uh, he's going to play net. I haven't seen him play before, but he's, I got buddies that are buddies with him and play with him. And he, he seems like a legit goaltender, but our main goalie who actually sponsors the Boston Massacre, um, he used to own a rink at Holbrook. He's been the older guy's goalie for 15 years now, I think. And, uh, this will be his first actual tournament with us in full. The one time he played with us before he got hurt first game. So, uh, he's kind of our bread and butter. He's kind of what held us together in the NBHL, and it, I believe he can actually take us to the next level. So I'm looking forward to see what uh, Durden can bring us between the pipes. In, in the in the NBHL, what what team were you on? Uh, we went into the South Shore Shamrocks, and I would say about 90 percent of our roster going into this tournament were on the Shamrocks. Okay, so. Was that the tier one division down there or I don't yeah, know? Tier one, the, uh, us, the Stags and the Scrappers kind of battling out for one, two, three all season. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of you guys played that in that, that league. It's uh, pretty cool. So um, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, so I was, I was impressed because you got all the swag too. You got bags. You said you've got the sweatshirt, uh, you know, being from Boston and Philadelphia, I was just looking for all the, Massachusetts teams because I <laughs> want to make friends with the yeah. guys. But anyway, so that's <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I may have already asked, but last question from you is like any any challenges that you feel like you guys are going to have uh, against some against this group of, 12, of 11 other teams? Uh, I know going into this tournament, we're kind of lacking at center. We're also missing uh, one of my line mates, Franco Mazzaro. He's top-notch player. He's probably easily an A player, just doesn't play enough tournaments. Uh, he can't make it that weekend. 
So we're hurting there. We're missing a couple guys, I believe, on Saturday. So we're a little short on D. But I think our toughest thing is going to be scoring. We went to Philly thinking we were going to win games 8-5 and just have scoring and kind of just play it by ear and not have any defense. And we were winning games 1-0-2-1. So I, I think scoring is going to be our uh, hard suit this tournament. But So offense will be the, the challenge. But defense yep. will feel pretty good. And yeah. You get the score. Excellent. All right. Um, well, good luck. As always, thank you. Um, we'll need it, but not, not so much now that the biscuits are up in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that another rivalry for you guys? The, the biscuits. I, I everybody can't... hates the biscuits. Everybody hates the biscuits. Even yeah. even though the one time I played with them, I won, and you know Zach still owes me a hoodie for that. Oh, actually, yeah. no, that's a good story there, Dave. Um, so I do <laughs> owe Dave a sweatshirt. However, one of the last tournaments, his team knocked my team out, so he'll never get that sweatshirt. <laughs> well, well, you, you left out the part that I was the one who scored it with like a minute left. Yep. Yeah, we lost. Yep. So, yeah. Sorry, Dave. You're out of sweatshirt, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Until next weekend. I'll, I'll take it next yeah. weekend. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then we have uh, another team that I'm, I at least got to see play in, Phil in Philadelphia was the Bay State Warriors, represented by Steve tonight. Steve, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So what are you most looking forward to this coming weekend? Um, probably to have some fun. I mean, definitely, for sure, we have a good time, you know, getting a group of guys together. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing all the teams and like getting back into a tournament, back to normalcy and like seeing all the guys, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely excited that it's, you know, a big event. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what the boys can do. Awesome. And when it, when it comes to the Warriors, was, was Philly the last time you guys played or, or were you in a, in a more recent tournament? We were in the tournament that the Whalers won earlier in that like heat That's wave awesome. that they had. The beginning it was a, that was a tough weekend for guys that was a it was, it was i was coaching and i was i was dehydrated it was <laughs> it was a rough weekend but we sat good i think that was the last oh actually no we went to ocean city we played in the beach bash and we went down to uh, maryland and played in the beach bash and uh we i think i believe we lost in the semifinals but we had a great time that was a great that's vacation awesome. that's awesome Team bonding yeah. is is that the same group that runs the north american is that cool hockey that yes jason kelly yes cool okay. hockey Excellent. Um, again, I've asked this all the guys, you know, strengths that you feel the Warriors have coming into this this coming weekend. I mean, definitely our youth, the legs, and the speed for sure. I mean, that's what we have. I mean, we have a very young team. Um, I mean, we, our ages range from 16 to maybe the mid – oh, now we have a few guys in their 40s now. We have a few guys that we added that are friends of mine that played for um, – the Boston Stars or the North Shore Pirates, which were probably the number one. They were battled with the Rams back in the 90s, early 2000s, those like top teams. So we have a couple of those guys, but the majority is from about 16 to 23, 24, but the majority of those guys being 20 and under. So we're really banking on being able to run. You know, we're inexperienced, but we're getting there. You know, we're trying to play in as many tournaments as we can. I feel like we're making a lot of progress. We're just going to be a tough weekend with a lot of good teams so sure the games are usually tight you know even the ones you win they're tight sure that that beach bash um was the heat a factor down there too or was it or was that Pittsburgh? no that's indoor it's indoor, it's indoor it indoor. and it's well well air conditioned it's very humid 
area, so it's is, really hot. But is is that the rink that has like the basketball court in it, and yeah, you can't tell where the line. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Sidebar on that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the rink. <laughs> okay. So that was indoor. Okay. All right. I always think beach basketball should be on the beach, but you know, whatever. Well, it is on the beach. You just play inside. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's a great. That's a good. That's a good time. That's a fun. That's a good team bonding for any team to go there. That's a good team bonding. That's weekend. awesome. You're making a lot of friends for life sometimes, <laughs> Loki. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, we got a chance to talk before this, but uh, tell us a little bit about where the Warriors are from, you know, where you guys originated, things like that, so that people have an understanding of how this team came to be. Yeah, um, well, I mean, my friend Jose Silva, his son, you know, is a very good ice hockey player, and, you know, Lowell. These guys are mostly from Lowell. Um, and his son, he wanted his dreams always to play with his, always to play with his son. So all of his friends um, came, and like I was saying earlier, a lot of these guys are uh, played for the Bulldogs and that Chelmsford Youth League, and you know with uh, Rob Pack and, and Dan Scarelli. <laughs> and actually, Dan Scarelli's son is on our team. Aaron was just chosen for uh, the under eighteen team USA as the goalie. Awesome. So he just like just announced that a few days ago. So yeah. a lot of those guys came from that youth program. Most of the guys, and I've sprinkled in some of my friends and guys we've come across along the way. But I would say 80% of them are the, those young Lowell guys. We have a group of about 12, uh, 10 or 12 of them that are just from that area. Um, and that, that makes up most of our team is just the young guys. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, when it comes to Lowell and Chelmsford and uh, Drake, it, it's just, you you know, I, I mentioned this to you off air, was just, it's disappointing to not have that rink and Drake it anymore. Um, that was just a hub for, for so many guys and to go and play. So it's kind Yeah, of it was. I mean, that was a great, you know, place for them to play. I think the bigger thing was Chelmsford closing really put a, like, really stunted the growth of the ball hockey there for sure i mean that was a that was a well-run youth well-run youth program and you know that that was a, honestly a shame <laughs> that, yeah. that that had to close so yeah that's so these guys are all you know they're coming to saugus now and we're where that's where we're playing this is what it, where we're hunkering down it's indoors <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right good old hockey town yeah um yeah. when it when it comes to the team i you know i mentioned this to ask the other guys as the challenges that you guys are going to be facing you know what what do you think those challenges are and, and how do you overcome them? Uh, for us, it's probably going to be goal scoring. Goal scoring is always tough in these tournaments, you know, and we're losing one of our top goal scorers to play. He's taking a run in the A division, his first shot in the A division playing for the Grizzlies. So we're losing our top goal scorer, Eric Steves. So, you know, goal scoring is going to be a problem. You know, it's really going to come down to team play and compete level. I mean, really just compete level for the full 30 minutes. I mean, for us, because we need to, we need every little break we can get, you know, so, but it's, it, you know, we're a defensively minded team. We have a pretty strong defense, but you got to score goals to win. You have to score goals. Right. Awesome. Yeah. That, that's scoring goals, defense, mixing all math, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when you, when you come, when you're thinking about this coming weekend, you had mentioned this, you're trying to, you guys trying to get into more tournaments. What do you, what are you looking forward most to and is this your first time in this tournament no we i'm pretty sure we played in as many i mean the last as many of those been you know with COVID, we played in pretty much all of them pretty much scott okay. you know runs yeah scott runs a solid tournament you know he's a hard-working guy in every aspect of his life whether you're his teammate 
you know, as tournaments or as personal life. I mean, they run good tournaments. They get a good turnout. It's fair. You know, guys love the tournament. I mean, like, I feel like it does rival the Philly tournament, you know, when it comes down to these novice levels, you know, we get a lot of attention <clears throat> and we're not like an afterthought. So, that, I mean, that's, we like that. Yeah, that, that's important. And that's why, you know, we, we like the fact that we get to share some of you guys' stories because, uh, most of the time, everybody wants to talk about a division and U.S. national teams and things like that. So it's good to hear stories, and it's great to see that you guys are, you know, this community. Even though you compete, but want compete against one another. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, any last thoughts that you might have? I mean, hopefully the weather's good. <laughs> I think everyone's hoping for good weather. Um, but I don't know. I mean. Uh, my last thought is I, I hope we win, as I'm sure all the guys, I hope we win. But I just, I'd like to uh, just have a good time here this weekend. And uh, I don't know, I just honestly win. <laughs> These I guys need to get a win. I mean, they're, they're thinking about wanting to hop up into sea. And, you know, they're, getting, they're young kids. They get ahead of themselves. And we gotta, we got to nail down this novice division because this is where it all starts, you know. Absolutely. Well, I uh, wish, you, wish you the best. Uh, <laughs> and actually – we open up against you guys, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you guys are open against us, but our first game is against you guys. So hopefully we, uh, you know, don't get beaten too bad right there. <laughs> okay, it's all, it's all about Sunday. You know, yeah, true, Sunday. true. When Danny mentioned me today, he's like, yeah, you know, maybe we get two games under our belt, maybe we'll come together. And um, So we'll, we'll see. Well, I would not. I, I phrased it as in we need a few games to get <laughs> under our belt to get going <laughs> to find our places. And then then you see what happens. But, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Dan. Um, so this portion, uh, you know, I, I – I sort of want to open up to everybody. Um, I know Dan had a few questions, but I, you know, I'd love to hear from everybody. And, you know, you might say yourself and that's fine, but you know, who are the favorites in the sea and who's the favorite in novice? Oh, I don't know. You know I'll, I'll jump on this one first. Cause uh, you know, the biscuits are now in the sea and I'm playing with Penn Hills in the sea. So I'm taking Penn Hills. Penn Hills. <laughs> Yeah, Penn Hills is a strong, strong, strong team. I don't know about the novice, though. I mean, you have to be the whalers. I mean, they're defending champions, so people are going to have their eyes on those guys. And uh, I, and I also, I play. I'm not playing in this tournament, but I play for the Nor'easters. And the Nor'easters generally bring a formidable squad. And, you know, they they're competing. I don't know if they're favorites, but those guys will be, you know, definitely in the mix and you know give good games to teams. But I, I feel like it's you know even. I mean, it's it really comes down to the bounces. Like I said, there's a lot of tight games on Sunday, and you always woulda, shoulda, coulda. You felt like you could have won, you could have won, and you lose. I mean, because the games sometimes are that tight. You know, they're pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we're. I think Sunday we might shoot a live broadcast from from there. So hopefully we'll. Know, get to see some, some good action for sure. Um, all right, you guys. So, Penn Hills for C, but nobody knows. I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't count on that Sting, man. Sting is uh, is pretty decent. Sting, huh? Well, last time, uh, probably three, four years ago, Sting came down uh, when they hosted this tournament in Drake, and uh, you know they actually upset my team. They're fast. They're talented. You know, you got to watch out for them too. They're they're a solid squad. So the Sting too, yeah. Now tell me, Penn is Penn Hills from Pittsburgh or are they? Yep, they're Pittsburgh. They're Pittsburgh. Yep. Okay, all right. all right. Yeah, it's uh, 
bunch of young Pittsburgh kids, and I, they grabbed me from Massachusetts. We have a kid named Angini and Nett from Jersey, uh, Paul Roth from Jersey on D, and then I think maybe one other Jersey guy, but they're all Pittsburgh kids. All Pittsburgh. All young, fast, and they, you know, practice twice a week, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, they, they go crazy for it out there in Pittsburgh. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so, 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 but Chris had mentioned the sting. All right. So keep, keep your eyes on that. All right. Uh, Dan, yeah. Dan, what, what questions did you ask? I know you, we had chatted briefly before this, but. Well, the first, I mean, the, the one question I think that was intriguing me is there was obviously some playful banter back and forth between the different teams, but what has ever been say like is there ever it seems obviously highly friendly which is really good but has there ever been anything that has escalated almost too far in a sense just because I mean my uh, brother and I we when we run our tournament sometimes we're the ones running it and we've gotten into tussles with other teams and so you know it's you know that would be kind of the question is you know is it is it is everyone still as friendly on here as it comes to game day or, or do you, you know, you obviously try to do that, but, um, you know, has there only been any issues, I guess? I mean, guys might beat around the bush, but, I mean, in, in, in a game, I'd kill my own brother. <laughs> do, it, do what it takes to win, boys. Speaking from my own end, from the younger guys, um, it's stick, sticking up for them is half the battle. Um, when they do something stupid, kind of having to follow into their footsteps or just putting them in their place, um, I know from the novice perspective, I know we played the Biscuits in the championship a couple years ago, and we lost in overtime. But it was a lot of my kids doing some stupid stuff, running their mouth to certain people, and then having to be like, yeah, don't kill them because they're just dumb and young. Um, so it's just basically, from my perspective, it's just making sure all the young kids don't run their mouths because that normally typically is how stuff starts hitting the fan, honestly. And is there any situations? It's tough for you, Nick. You're not a you're not a big oh, guy. No, nope. that's uh. At least when my guys do it, I'm, I'm standing at six six feet two seventy five. I mean, I just got to uh -huh. run through a wall. Right, exactly. No, pick your battles, basically. And is there any situations where people get? Is there any issues of these where there's different players of different levels that kind of maybe you know go from a C or and then they are they're picked up to pay, play a novice? Is there any? is there any issues that people have had with, you know, maybe a team being upset with, you know, a team in novice that might be too good? Or is that, does that, it's because it, I think that's the biggest question for, for us is, is how do you figure out where the chips fall correctly? And, and it seems, it sounds like you guys have it figured out really well as far as um, everyone, the trust that the teams, you know, get put into the right divisions overall by and large. I mean, I, I know from past experience, I mean, because uh, my pylons team used to play in the novice. You know, we bounce back and forth between C and some of our guys floating A. So, you know, there's been tournaments that uh, they limit us where we're only allowed, you know, three or, three or four of our guys. But if they're crossing over, you're only allowed like two or three, you know. They're, Zach and uh, Scott do a really good job of making sure that there's no powerhouses of crossovers, you know. I was going to say that same thing. Zach and Scott take care of every division to make sure that there's not one team single-handedly blowing out every team every single time, that they're very even. And if there is a problem that someone team is too stacked, they will definitely open up about it. So it's definitely evened out just because of what the effort that they put in, actually. 
say what, what helps too is we play such a niche sport that if you know everyone knows everyone even in the novice level yeah, like i against nick and you know almost every other team and i've only been playing for tournaments for like four years so if if you're any good and you know you shouldn't be playing that division everyone's going to know who you are and you're going to get called out on it right away 100 percent Yeah, I, yeah, and I think. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Well, no, you can go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, I, I mean, I've, I have checked out the restricted list. They, they do post that, right? I mean, it's that's public information. So, um, like, these are good questions that Danny and I have because, like I said, we wouldn't know. <laughs> we, we, we wouldn't know these questions. You guys are filling in those details for us, and I think we're, we're trying to get uh, comfortable by some of the things that you guys tell us too. You know, because we're gonna be out of our comfort zone. Um, but I, I. I did want to ask, you know, you, you know, you guys mentioned this community, you know, niche sport. I a hundred percent agree with that. I mean, uh, for you guys, for us that are, that are getting older, um, any of you guys have like master's ambitions or anything like that? Or, you know, what do you guys think? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to hopefully put a master's team in Philadelphia in uh, March. Okay. With nice. a lot of, you know, the guys used to play in A. When I used to play, it was A and B. It was it. It was A or B. And now they, it's nice. They've opened it up in these other divisions, and you know, it it doesn't discourage people because even the B was tough back in the day when I was young, back in you know mid '90s, early 2000s, and it discouraged a lot of teams because you just didn't even have a chance to win. So now they've opened it up and kind of bracketed it out a little bit better over the years, and everyone's kind of adopted that. You see all these divisions now. Before it was A and B, and they were different weekends. So it was just, it was, and it was very black and white with who could play and who couldn't back then. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a, that's a great point. I mean, from, from my perspective is, uh, share my age guys, I'm, I'm 37 and, uh, you know, I have, I have kids now and, you know, I, I actually would like just to go out there and have fun and, uh, enjoy myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I, you know, I, I don't have the drive to, I, I just I hate to say it I just don't I don't have the drive to to run at you like like Chris's comment that I I love people that are so passionate like that you know I I think I think my problem is is I played a lot of ice hockey to the point where I'm just like I just want to enjoy this I hate to even say this on to all you guys but you know it got to the point like when I was playing college hockey that it, it felt like a job you know and, and it wasn't a game anymore so I'm I, and and that's why I sort of gravitated to ball hockey a little bit it's just so I can enjoy it and just have fun. But uh, like Danny says, he kind of he's already hinted at it. You know, we've had our own Ironman tournaments and I've already gotten scuffles and I'm running the damn tournament. So it's like, you know, that that old fire comes back and you're just you're just ready to go. So um, but Danny, Danny did kind of mention this as he goes, how do you to all of you guys is how do you guys, you know, how do you go from novice to C to A? Like, what's that prog What's that progression for you guys? Like, what do you What do you think it takes to do that? Oh, I think it definitely takes like having a group of guys to stay together and just stay on the team. You see a lot of team players leaving and going, and when you see teams like the Saints or the Americans, these guys typically that's who they play for, and. I mean, the team's always evolving. I mean, and it's, you know, you have to make your team better to get into the better divisions, but chemistry and all of these things like play into it. But for me, I feel like it's trying to keep the group together, even with it's changing, but 
you know, guys are like identifying with the team, like, well, I can't play for you because I play for this team. I think that's like the first step, you know, but obviously, you know, having good players helps. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, hey guys, I I got kicked out there for a second. Sorry about that. But uh, (laughs) uh, I think selflessness is huge, especially as you move up the ladder. I think, um, I think, Little things, especially because, and I think people have touched on it, that, like, there's that whole mentality of, well, deck hockey is a smaller sport or people are coming from ice hockey and they think they can stay out there for four minutes for a shift. It just doesn't work like that. You need guys that get off the rink in 40 seconds. You need guys that understand that other players on the team are better off on the penalty kill or better off on the power play. You need guys that understand on Sunday – Sometimes you need to shorten the bench. And those are things that are really tough on some people and some people can't get over. But when you have a group of guys that are willing to do little things like that, I think that's when you're ready to move up and that's when you start seeing success. You can't, you can't do anything in the sport anymore with nine guys. It just doesn't work. It just never will work. You need that full team and you need that full team chemistry. Great point. Yeah, build off what Zach said. Um, yeah, I was actually talked to one of my guys tonight. We had a house league down in Rhode Island where uh, Chris plays. I play in the same league as him. Uh, and I sat him down. I was like, listen, you might be our 10th forward going through the lines on Saturday. And he's like, hey, you know, whatever you need, that's fine. I was like, he's like, you know, last week you told me I was playing first line with you. And I'm like, you know, things change. You're the versatile <laughs> guy. And he's he bought in. And that's that's kind of what it takes to kind of keep going up the ladder and getting better. You kind of have that have to have that humility. Like, yeah, I made a mistake. That's on me and kind of just have to play as a team. The, the, the selflessness, we've kicked off extremely talented guys who just don't buy in. you got to be able to buy in, especially come Sunday. 100%. And the guys, you know, you've you got to like each other. you got to be friends. you got to be willing to be selfless for the next guy. And for me, like with the Warriors, you know, a lot of that is going to Ocean City and traveling. That's when I was younger. I traveled everywhere. Played Disney World, see all these different places, and we travel with these guys and still friends with all of them today. Some of my best friends. I see them all the time, and like that's what starts with the selflessness. Selflessness, because like he said, there's guys that just can't handle being the tenth forward or not being on the pit, and that is what kills the team. It kills the bench. You know, when you guys are being verbally like crying about it and like, in front of the rest of the team. So, I mean, that's a huge thing. And going on these trips. And going out to the bar or whatever it is and doing these, like, things together as a group after the games and having a good time. And the guys truly become friends. Guys who just, you know, they play hockey together, but were they friends? You know, did they hang out, have dinner or whatever? And it, 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 they're less likely to really start crying. You're like, no, I like this guy. And it's like, maybe he should be out there. It's, you have to be friends. I mean, not truly, that's like, ultimately, you have to like each other, you know, because it doesn't go too far when you have a lot of dissension on the bench. So that's like getting to the next level is getting that nice gel group of guys, obviously talent, but guys that can find each other and willing to go out there and battle with each other and stay sober all weekend for two days just to pull together so <laughs> we can have our best chance. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, guys. I, I mean, I've heard, you know, I, I once had a nice conversation with, uh, Ricky LaPerriere out of Milik, and uh, I got a chance to, when we were researching the rink, we had a meeting with both Anthony and Ricky out there, and he, he said the very very similar to what you said, Steve. He said, you know, we've had these kids growing up together. They go to tournaments together. They build bonds together. 
Um, and you know what? It's what's special about, I feel like, with ball hockey specifically is that even for ice hockey, you don't have these like travel tournaments where guys are traveling from Boston to Philadelphia to play an ice hockey tournament. It seems like it's ball hockey has these major tournaments where guys get to know each other and, and build this, build these relationships. I mean, um, uh, it's, it seems different than, than other sports. I, I don't know much about softball, but I, I don't think they do tournaments either, but um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. It's definitely seemed like it's, it's a bond between all the competitors. So. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that a lot. Um, especially for like, when we go down to Philadelphia, um, I know there's a guy that's not here that we all know, you know, we all kind of despise. Uh, Chris Buscanera likes to bring down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was expecting to see him. <laughs> um, Great team all... organizer, though. Great team he makes, organizer. Makes good jerseys. Love him. Yo, he's amazing. growing the sport. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't have to... bags or hoodies without him. Absolutely. He likes to bring a lot of us. He likes to bring a lot of us guys down to Philadelphia a lot, um, too. So he's one of the guys that will make sure that Massachusetts is always repped in a Philadelphia or Maryland tournament. Um, but it's always nice to see when you watch them on live stream or something like that to make sure Mass is represented and also on top of that, actually being competitive because, hate it or not, I mean, even in these Fitchburg tournaments. He's always in the finals or semifinals for some reason. We all sit here and we trash on him all the time. But he's always there. He's always making a name for himself. I mean, he had the three teams in the three teams in the finals in the last tournament, I think. Absolutely, yeah. He he did. It was all over, all over the place. <laughs> I have to be unbelievable. Guy. He has such a such a group he's of a, guys. A very that, nice I mean, kid. he's a he's a really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he, nice guy. very humble. I mean, he. Uh, He's actually one of those guys that puts himself in, self in. I mean, he's a he's a goalie, he's a defenseman, he's a forward, he's a coach, he's a water boy. He does it all. But, but Busk is one of those guys you need in the hockey community for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Sure, hundred percent. Castro, that's the nicest I've ever heard you talk about anybody. <laughs> Busk, yeah, hey, you know what? Only Busk, not not the biscuits. There's no shot. There is no shot. There's, no, there's like one and a half guys I like on the biscuits, and and one of them's Tilly. We're gonna have to get a rough and rowdy someday. That's fair. Awesome, love them. Big fan. Oh, uh, that, that's. I have to meet this guy now, so. You will. <laughs> you will. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so, any I, – I, probably my last question, guys, is any advice for, for guys um, that are coming from my team who haven't played in a tournament yet of this stat stature, I guess, if that's the right word? Any advice for, for guys that are coming to this tournament new? I think you're, you're taking some of my extras. I think, I think that's what Zach said. Yeah. So you have some of my guys. Um, for our first time, honestly, like I've told them, just go play. Honestly, just go play. Have no expectations. Just play as hard as you can for those 30 minutes um, in and out as best you can. Just don't expect anything because then when you start expecting stuff, that's when things start going haywire. Um, especially with the four guys. I told them basically, I'm like, you're probably coming on this new team, but just exactly how we taught how we tell you just go in there and just play and teach them because that's the only way that we're going to grow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for those guys. Yeah. Appreciate no it. problem. Yeah. Oh. Well, then you got one of my pylons with you as well. Uh, Matthew Vieira. 
he's a, he's a young stud, you know, we're, we're trying to get his feet wet. Um, he's kind of one of those tense forwards on, on our pylon team to see. So, awesome. you know, hopefully he can help you out, but you know, just go in, play position. You just got to be smart. You got to adapt to the situation. That's, that goes back to, you know, saying, how do you move up from novice to C to A? You change your game, you play smart, you adapt to the situations that you're playing in. I mean, because I've played in, you know, I play novice, I play C, I play A, I play it all. I mean, you, you change change what you're doing, change your game, change your game to, to fit the style of the team that you're playing. I, you know, we, we go into games, we know who we're playing. I mean, obviously, it seems like you watch a lot of, a lot of the live streams and stuff like that. Yeah. Know your opponents, study them. I, I sit there, I'll, I'll sit there and watch a Garden State Americans game and, you know, in the, in the middle of the day and take my time. I know who I'm playing against. You got to figure out your opponents. Absolutely. That, that's, great. that's great advice, Chris. I mean, um, uh, it, it, I do get a chance. I, I mean, I enjoy watching the game to learn as much as possible. Um, you know, Dave, you had mentioned this. Systems-wise, do you guys have – other than – I know David mentioned they do, but do you guys have systems in place that you're bringing to the table, or is that something that just go and let it flow? I, I don't think – for the teams that I've been a part of, um, it's always kind of a mixed bag. I don't think um, – a lot of times, I think a huge a huge problem in the in the sport is, as far as running a team, is the organization. You get a lot of guys that, you know, if you mention the word practice, they'll scoff at you. Um, <laughs> sure. So I yep. think it's it's kind of finding that middle ground. You got to trust your players to make smart decisions and kind of gel and mesh with each other. But I think little things go a long way. I think teams that have a little bit of a game plan as far as face-off wise or like a power play wise. Like I think those little things go a long way. I think sometimes with giving too much of an organization to the tournament feel, um, it takes the fun away. You know, I mean, I mean, and some teams do it really well, but I mean, especially when you're playing in the lower divisions and this kind of goes back to, you know, the advice to give to anybody is, you know, we've all played in a million tournaments and we've all had success and we've all had not, some tournaments that didn't go our way. But, you know, just have a good time. You know, when you leave a tournament and you're – and I know that sounds generic, but when you leave a tournament and you're upset, I can't tell you how many times a week later you feel kind of stupid about it because it's just like, you know, what am I – I'm hanging out with my friends. We're playing hockey. Win or lose, you know, if the sun's out, we're going to have a fun time. So I think – a big piece of it is going out there, playing with your buds, and also kind of trusting in the fact that they know where you're going to be. Sure. Sure, excellent. Okay. Um, Dan, any last questions that you might have? Um, I, th I think – I mean, I think one thing that is just kind of interesting is obviously we've talked a lot about the differences between novice and, and say, the A division. But if you could distill it possibly down to one – one term is it is it the speed is it the skill level is it possibly even the goaltending like what is it that you know would if you could kind of pinpoint that one thing that 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 you know if someone was to watch a game and kind of know that must be the a division is because of kind of you know what aspect of it that sticks out the most i would say probably you know a lot of position 
the skill level is like off the chart with some of these guys, you know, in the A division, but like the positional and team play. I mean, team play is everything. You can't, if you got five guys playing a team game and the other team's got four guys playing the team game, one guy isn't, I don't care how good they are, unless they're in a different division. If you're in the same division, that the team that has five guys going, they're going to have a real good chance to win those games. And I, that's what I try and teach these guys. And I don't want to take the fun out of the game, but I do make them practice. And when Drake was open, we were practicing a lot. We would do awesome. sometimes 90 minutes and just do power plays, penalty kill, and just switch and do it straight, not even play a game. And these guys want to do that, you know, and I think that's part of having a good team and progressing to the next level is having a group of guys that say, hey, you know what, I do want to have a practice. But I'm also dealing with young guys. They're much more impressionable than, you know, maybe what, what uh, Dave Norton's dealing with over there. And I, and I understand that because I, I run the practice. I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, becoming a little bit more organized goes a long way. You know, if you can do the basics, some teams don't do the basics consistently all game, all 15 of them. And you get 15 guys and they're all buying in and they're going to play the power play or the penalty kill this way or the four check or whatever it is. And we've talked about it. There's accountability after, you know, you can say, hey, you know, we talked about this at practice or this, is in, you know, you're not doing it. And there's accountability. And, you know, that helps. But. I mean, truly, a little more organization goes a long way in the lower divisions, whereas the, the higher divisions, I mean, they're well run. They're always recruiting. There's a lot of investment and time, you know, into running a team like that and keeping it together. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces, players, people's schedules, lives, babies, weddings. I mean, can't yeah. make it, you know, type thing. So, I mean, it's a lot. It's tough traveling, money, just vacation. So there's a lot of sacrifice because not many of us make money. I don't think any of us were paying much, you know, so it's, it's a lot of sacrifices. So it's tough to get to that next level, but I mean, ultimately it starts with the talent and then you get these guys to play as a team, become friends, bond. I mean, but you have to have the talent. I mean, it has to, even if it's not there in the beginning, you have, you have to get it out of them. So that ultimately the talent has to be there. And you can see it in the team, like in the Americans. I mean, they have some really, really crafty players on that team. And the Saints and the Gods and a lot of Penn's Hills, there's lots of them. But I'm from this area and I see them play a lot. I mean, and it's, it's incredible. I mean, some of these guys played in that Barstool tournament yeah. and they beat some of the draft picks, I believe. Dave played, actually Dave would know more. Dave was down there playing, uh, Norton. So Awesome, Dave. That, but I saw that, like, Corey Wilson, those guys beat some team that had a bunch of NHL first-round picks or something like that. So, I mean, and it is a different game, like you were saying. But, I mean, having the skill helps, you know, those guys, and they won the tournament. Definitely. Thank you. I was going to ask you guys one question. I mean, again, it, what makes this sport special, though, is, you know, you guys mentioned practices and practice time and, and actually having the ability to work on a power play. I mean, I played on one men's team, and we could have used a lot of practices, actually, when I was playing ice. And, uh, you know, it, that's what's unique is that, is that ball hockey players actually take time and they, cra they work on their skill. Um, I think that says a lot to the credit of, of, of you guys. Really, it does. I mean, um, like I said, how, how – you can go pretty far in this game. I mean, to represent your country, and I mean that's that's pretty unique, uh, pretty special. So, um, I mean, from from Dan and I's perspective, we've been trying to get some of our guys together for a practice, and it's like uh, you, you hear crickets. It's like we don't want to practice; we just want to go and play. You know what I mean? So, uh, we we so we we feel you guys on that for sure. But um, uh, I I want to say thank you uh, to everybody you know for doing this. It's been a been an awesome time. Um, 
listening to your stories, you know, sharing your, your team insights. Um, Zach, any last words that you want to, I did want to ask you, is this live stream coming up on, on, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday next? So as far as, excuse me, as far as I know from our end, we, I don't believe we have live stream, but I know just the way the tournament kind of goes, there will probably be like snippets through the weekend. Hopefully we can find something a little bit more consistent than that. And, um, and of course, if we do see someone is live streaming, we'll share it okay. on all the Facebook and Instagram and all the social media sites. So, and, and that brings us to our sort of our last question is, is how can people see this championship or get information about it as it's going on your Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. So the new England ball hockey, um, Facebook does live updates through the day. We're usually pretty good about that. Definitely on Sunday. We, um, are every hour we put it up. Um, so Sunday morning, all playoffs, we put, we post every hour on the hour, giving up updates and scores. Um, Saturday as the day goes, not as consistent but we'll be putting it up every maybe maybe two or three hours putting up the scores um as far as i know um the public is welcome at fitchburg uh fitchburg street rink so definitely come down hang out uh catch some games that way and like i said hopefully we get some live stream going and um we can post that on the social medias as well cool awesome well, thank you guys. It's been a it's been a real pleasure, Dan. Dan, and I appreciate it. Uh, Dan, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, I think mostly just uh, excited to meet everyone in person. I think everyone's you know touched on this idea of you know over the last you know year and a half or so, and for us, you know, it's really exciting because middle of COVID, we were trying to come up with different things for our program and and we were kind of still practicing on the side, getting excited for a potential tournament or if restrictions were going to be loosened. And then I think even if, a you know, we got a sniff of a tournament, it either got shut down or we still didn't feel comfortable or our significant others didn't, things like that. So I, I it's, you know, obviously we're in a really good place now that um, we can feel, you know, comfortable and in, in, in and get together. So I think we're all just excited for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was, it'll be a, it'll be a learning, it'll be a learning experience, but uh, we're excited guys. And uh, don't be a stranger. If you see me walking around or if I see you, I'll come over and say hello. I'm very friendly, very personable. So uh, thank you guys so much. Um, and uh, good luck this coming weekend. So for those of you that are going to uh, check out the U S outdoor championship, follow Zach's lead uh, Facebook, Instagram, there'll be live feeds, but uh, till next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much.